Ironically enough, when you make peace with the fact that the purpose of life is not happiness, but rather experience and growth, happiness comes as a natural byproduct. When you are not seeking it as the objective, it will find its way to you. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the podcast on all of the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for my listeners' exclusive deal at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. Ironically enough, when you make peace with the fact that the purpose of life is not happiness, but rather experience and growth, happiness comes as a natural byproduct. When you are not seeking it as the objective, it will find its way to you. I'm not going to spend too much time on the purpose of life part of this quote, because the purpose of life is obviously a very personal and intimate thing for most people, but I get what the quote's getting at. It emphasizes the significance of of where you focus your life. And one thing that's amazing about the quote is that it says that if you focus too much on happiness, happiness tends to be elusive. I like to think of happiness in the context of time. So let's say, for example, you're waiting on something. I don't know, maybe you're baking some cookies or you're waiting on a, uh, a movie to come out or you're just waiting to get out of school or you're waiting to get off work. Something you've been looking forward to is about to happen. When you stare at the clock, there is no time in which time goes slower than when you're waiting. I believe happiness is the same. It's, it's equally elusive The more you pay attention to your level of happiness, just like the more you pay attention to a clock, the harder it becomes to really, really just let it happen. So that's the elusive nature of happiness. So so if we spend an immense amount of time in our lives trying to focus on being happy, and we focus on our feelings and how we feel and whether we're feeling the right way, and we get into this analysis paralysis, which, by the way, I'm pointing out all this because I do it, right? I, I'm not judging anybody who does this because I, I genuinely think we all do it. But I do it for sure. The, the more I focus on my own happiness, the less happy I become. And so we need to stop asking this question. because, And I think this quote does, does talk about it pretty well. It communicates it. It says, happiness comes as a natural byproduct of something. So in other words, it, it occurs naturally when we are not looking for it. And I think the same is true for joy. Both of these emotions are incredibly elusive. And so the best thing that we can do, just like when we're waiting for something amazing to happen and we got to stare at the clock, the best thing we can do is stop looking at the clock. Just like happiness. The best thing we can do to be happy is to avoid looking for happiness. Because the harder we try to chase it, the more elusive it becomes. 
And like this says, the purpose of life is not happiness. So I think what it's saying is don't emphasize happiness as the central point of your life or joy or pleasure or whatever it might be, but rather experiencing growth. So I may interpret this different than a lot of people do, and, and that's okay. Um, but this experiencing growth thing, I think, really kind of nails it because experiencing growth, there's only one thing that life There's only one thing that can that is consistent in life that can take your focus off your happiness. And that is what's right in front of you and whether you're doing what's right in front of you really well. Are we incredible workers at whatever our job is day in, day out? Are we incredible parents if we have kids with our children? Are we incredible stewards of our homes? Do we take good care of our house and our family? Do we take good care of ourselves and our bodies and our emotions? I'm asking these questions because if we are becoming good stewards, because this is all skill, these are all skills we acquire. Like we don't wake up one morning and we are good parents. We don't wake up one morning and we're good workers. We don't wake up one morning and we're the best at our profession and what we do and take care of our house as well. And we, these things do not come naturally. We have to learn how to do them. And I think that's where this experience and growth thing really, really starts to take off. If, if we focus on gaining experience and growing in the immediate circles of our life, in the small things, in managing our emotions better, in managing our households better, in managing our families better, in managing our jobs better, if we focus on experience and growth in those areas, and over time we, we develop a mastery of them, while we're focusing on those things, we are not focusing on our happiness and our joy. If we're focusing on experience and growth, we're focusing on doing something well, We've stopped focusing on how we're feeling and we've started to focus on improvements we can make. Happiness becomes a natural byproduct of that. So that's that next part of that quote. It says happiness becomes as a natural byproduct when we focus on experiencing growth. When you are not seeking it as the objective, it will find its way to you. There's a lot of paradoxes in life, and I'm a Christian, so Jesus talks about paradoxes a lot. You know, one of the quotes that this, one of the quotes from Christ that this reminds me of is the, those who lose their lives will gain it, and those who try to gain their lives will lose it. That's the first quote that popped into my mind when I read this quote. Because there's a lot of things in life that are a paradox, like, like time. Time is a paradox. You know, when you stare at the clock, it goes slow. But when you're experiencing something joyful, it goes fast. So the less you focus on it, the faster it goes. So that's a paradox, right? So I believe that this happiness thing and this joy thing is also a paradox. And I think that's kind of what Christ was hinting at. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I believe that's what he was saying. Is like, listen, if you, if you keep focusing on what your life wants to be, your life is going to be nothing. If you make the central point of your life a singular thing and and having gained it and having it having fine if you make the singular point of your life happiness and your pleasure 
you're never going to find it. But if you let go of all that and you just focus on what's in front of you, so if you lose your life, if you lose the focus on yourself, then you'll gain it. You will actually find the happiness that you were looking for. And it's hard to kind of let this seed take root. You know, it's it's hard to let it really, really set in. Because... Because of the the illusion of happiness. You know what I mean? It's, It's really hard to let the reality of this paradox settle into our minds. Because we can get to the point where we're like, well, I'm in a bad mood. I want to do something that makes me happy. And it's like, well, that's almost the worst thing we can do. If we're already in a bad mood and we're struggling with depression or anxiety, which, by the way, if you have chronic depression and anxiety... Maybe we're talking to a doctor to, to get that addressed. Um, I'm a huge believer in medication as well. But if we're going through a small season of, of depression, let's say it's not a medical issue, and anxiety, it's really easy to get caught into that emotional feedback loop of focusing on our emotions so heavily. And I've been through seasons of this where, where I'm constantly analyzing my emotions. And the problem is, is the more we focus on our emotions, the harder it becomes to get ourselves out of the rut. Especially if we're having negative emotions, because the negative emotions give us more negative emotions, or the anxiety gives us more anxiety, and then that anxiety gives us more anxiety, and then that anxiety gives us more anxiety, or that depression gives us more depression. So the more we focus on our emotions, the the more we fall into this negative feedback loop and trap ourselves in it. And it's really, really hard when you're in it. Trust me, I know this. It's really hard when you're in it to to tell yourself, no, no, stop. I've got to stop focusing on my emotions and start focusing on what's immediately in front of me that I have control over. It's incredibly difficult to do this, especially when you're already in that loop. But it's the only way out. You know, that's the paradox of it, is we need to focus on things we have control over in our immediate sphere of influence. If we're depressed or anxious, we can literally grab a hold of cleaning our rooms, cleaning our house, taking a shower, going to work, developing a skill, getting becoming better workers, becoming better parents, becoming better spouses, becoming better partners, whatever it might be for you and your situation. And as we lean into those things, as we lead into that cultivating experience and growth, our emotions follow. And just, I get it, just getting started on this can be, can take every ounce of energy you have, especially if you struggle with depression and anxiety. And it's okay to, to maybe that, maybe that experience and growth thing you have to do is taking that risk of talking to a doctor about it or a therapist, or a psychologist, or whatever it might be. Maybe it's reaching out. Maybe that's maybe that's the experience and growth you need. You know? And, and if you are, if you haven't, then I highly recommend you do it. Because life is difficult. It's, it's normal to be depressed and anxious. Honestly, it is. It's completely normal to have depression and anxiety about life. Life is hard. It's difficult. We are carrying heavy emotional 
issues. Like we, we have to, we, we, we're trying to reconcile the fact that we are creatures who die, you know, and, 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 and we we're trying to figure out what our lives are, are supposed to be and finding purpose. And these are things we shove deep, deep down because we, we think that they're going to hurt us if we dig them back up. But it's, it's completely normal to have anxiety and fear about these things and depression about these things. These are not simple questions to answer. And that's okay. Before I move further, this show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible... Listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge or experience from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out because you listen to this show for a limited time. You can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial for my listeners. That's right. For 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog as well as an additional title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly on t- online without getting charged one cent. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org and sign up right now for this limited time offer for my listeners. That's you. So another thing that's incredibly important, I think, with this happiness thing is gratitude. So gratitude is another thing that that is very difficult to really wrap our hands around. And but I think it's it's an essential component to happiness. So we, I really really wish in this quote it had said, but rather gratitude experiencing growth because gratitude is arguably the cornerstone for happiness and joy. If you think back to when you're a child, you know, when, when the world's happening to you and you have zero control over it, the world's a terrifying and exciting place. It's like it's, it's both at the same time. But you're at the complete and utter mercy of other people because you are wholly dependent on other people and the world around you. And so when, when things happen to you, you are grateful for them unconsciously. Because you know your limitations. You are at a point of extreme humility because you are absolutely dependent on those around you. And so when those around you swoop in and give you something like a gift or a kind word or pass on their knowledge and strength to you or spend time with you, you have this humility that was already built in. And, and you become incredibly grateful for the adults and the people in your life that you receive. Kids don't appear to be grateful because they can be all snooty and whiny and all that. But they, they may have deep selfishness, you know, because of that. But they also have deep, deep gratitude. And I think a lot of that, you know, the, the anger that comes from kids is the fact that they are so out of control you know, in their lives because they are so dependent and that's frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating to be dependent on people because it it makes you feel powerless and that powerlessness can make you angry and bitter. 
But that powerlessness also puts them in a position of humility and gratitude. And I think that's why children in a lot of ways experience joy better than we do. Because this gratitude and the experience and growth that they're constantly experiencing, because life is novel to them, puts them in the opportune, the most opportune position to enjoy life. Because they're, they're in a, a state of constant challenge, constant emotional turmoil and frustration, but also constant excitement. Because there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, a lot of them see that at some point they will be able to look forward to independence. So this gratitude thing is something that as you become an adult becomes more difficult because we begin to take things for granted and our lives aren't as challenging as they were when we were kids. And so there's less opportunities for people to really extend an arm of help because we become so in control of our circles that we, we don't put ourselves in a position of appreciating what we have. We are more prone to take what we have for granted. And this is incredibly frustrating for me, too, because I've, I've definitely noticed this. So really, all we can do, in, in my experience, all I can do is, is you can write out a gratitude list. It's things we need to be grateful for, but also observe what's going on in the world and what, what the world was like. And, and constantly remind ourselves how lucky we are. You know, when, when you see suffering and pain going on in the world, you can, you can look at it two different ways. You can look at it in the way of feeling bad that you have it so good. You can feel guilty for your blessings. Or you can feel grateful. To me, gratitude is the better choice. Because guilt, it can motivate us to do charitable things. But it's for the wrong motives. Like if you're doing something because you feel guilty, it's, it's not out of love. But if you're doing something because you're grateful, that's different. So pay attention to what's going on in the world. Observe people who are going through suffering and, and like, let that in, let that fully emotionally process and say, that could be me right now. I could be dealing with that. Thank God I'm not right. And that will at least hopefully serve as small reminders of how lucky we are, you know, and, and then, and then, like I said, it's elusive. So this gratitude thing, gratitude is something we do have some control over, how grateful we are. Because we get to choose what we focus on and we get to choose how we decide to interpret what's going on around us. But this gratitude thing, I think, is, is, is something that we can really, really get good at and constantly thank, you know, even if you're not religious, just think whatever you have to think to get yourself through that, through the day. Because in a lot of cases, we're lucky to have a job. We're lucky to have a spouse. We're lucky to have kids. We're lucky to have money, food, shelter. We have, if you, if we stop to observe our blessings, we'll never run out of things to count, but we have to stop to observe them 
So I think that's a secondary part of this happiness thing. So happiness is a paradox. The more we focus on it, the harder it and more elusive it is. But we, what we can focus on is our gratitude, our experience, and our growth in our immediate sphere of influence. And I think that's incredibly beneficial and incredibly powerful. So it is interesting this says ironically enough. Because an irony is, is uh, irony means that when something, something at its face value seems like it's the right pursuit. So happiness seems like it's the right pursuit for life. When you wait, it's like, I just want to be happy, you know, and you make happiness the central point of your life. It seems like the right path. But the irony or the paradox is the more we make that the central focus of our path, the harder it is to actually be happy. And that's incredibly frustrating. But I think that's the way it's meant to be. Because I, I don't think, I think like Christ said, he was describing that. We, we're not meant to be self-focused all the time. Or self-absorbed all the time. And the more self-absorbed we, we become, the harder it is going to be to have a happy and fulfilled life. Now, I'm not saying you live your lives completely for others, like fully altruistic. Because I feel like we can lose our identities in that process if we take that to an extreme. And, and we also, part of being an effective human and, and being useful and helpful to others is to have a healthy self-esteem, is to take care of ourselves, is to build individual character and work ethic. So, so we do need to be self-focused on things that are experiential and growth-related. So we do need to make sure we spend time for ourselves. But complete self-centeredness in which our happiness, not our development, is the central focal point. That's where I think we get in trouble. I hope I'm communicating this effectively. Language is incredibly limited, and, and I apologize if I'm not communicating what I'm, what I'm trying to say effectively. I, I feel pretty good about it. I feel like uh, I feel like we've reached at least the, the, the crux of this. I'm actually going to change the title of this because the original title of this is Happiness is a Byproduct of Experiencing Growth. I'm actually going to change the title to Happiness is a Byproduct of Gratitude Experiencing Growth. There, fixed it. So yeah, let's work on that today. Let's work on let's work on being grateful. Stop and create a mental list of things that we are lucky. Oh, another one on the grateful thing. Read about people who lived a hundred years ago and what their day in and day out looked like. Read read about Pat. Read your history. I know you avoided it like the plague when you were younger, but as you get older, stop and take the time to learn where we came from as a human race. Seriously, it is unbelievable how lucky we have it. So just kind of going back in time and seeing what the day in and day out looked like for the everyday person, not that long ago, 10, 50, 100, 200 years ago, it was strife, turmoil, grief, death, sickness on a regular basis. It was a, it, that was the normal every day for, for most people. So if you are having trouble with this gratitude thing and you're looking for things to be grateful for, just read your history. 
And I promise you, you will come out of that with a whole new perspective on what you have. Because most of us have no idea how good we have it. So yeah. Ironically enough, when you make peace with the fact that purpose of life is not happiness, but rather experience and growth, happiness comes as a natural byproduct. When you are not seeking it as the objective, it will find its way to you. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. I want to thank you for joining me today. Before you go, feed those algorithms and like, share, and subscribe on Facebook, YouTube, or Rumble. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave a review there because your positive reviews help the show grow on those networks as well. Feel free to visit wisdomworthknowing.org where you can connect with the show, listen to the show, donate to the show, and yeah. I think that's everything oh no audible is brought to you by uh, <laughs> wisdom worth knowing is brought to you by audible where listening is the new reading get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days if you're my listener you can sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org that's a-u-d-i-b-l-e dot wisdomworthknowing.org and take advantage of a free limited time offer and like i said if you don't like the um the audible thing if it's not for you that's totally fine you can cancel before the trial kicks in uh before the the charge kicks in it's zero dollars for the first 30 days another cool thing that audible does is you can actually swap out you get a free title when you do audible premium if you actually don't like the book you can actually return the book and get a different book so that's another cool thing you can do with audible that i really like but enough with the shameless plug until next time till tomorrow Let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can for today because that's all we can do. So have yourself a wonderful day. I will see you tomorrow.